I was glad when they said unto me, we will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Venite on page nine. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him, for he cometh for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, his, pe his peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 27 can be found on page 371. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom then shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host of men were laid up against me, yet shall not my heart be afraid. And though there rose up war against me, Yet will I put my trust in him. One thing have I desired of the Lord, which I will require, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to visit his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his tabernacle. Yea, in the secret place of his dwelling shall he hide me and set me up upon a rock of stone. And now shall he lift up mine head above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises unto the Lord. Hearken unto my voice, O Lord, when I cry unto thee. Have mercy upon me and hear me. My heart hath talked of thee. Seek ye my face. Thy face, Lord, will I seek. O hide not thou thy face from me, nor cast thy servant away in displeasure. Thou hast been my succor. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord taketh me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the right way because of my enemies. Deliver me not over into the will of mine adversaries. 
for there are false witnesses risen up against me, and such as speak wrong. I should utterly have fainted, but that I believe verily to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. O tarry thou the Lord's leisure. Be strong, and he shall comfort thine heart, and put thou thy trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 29th verse of the 34th chapter of the book of Exodus. Now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain. Then Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked to him. So when Aaron and the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them and Aaron, and all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. Afterward, all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them as commandments all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak to him, he would take the veil off until he came out, and he would come out and speak to the children of Israel, whatever he had commanded. And whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Here endeth the first lesson. Today, on page 10, we praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable, true, and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comfort. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Second Corinthians. 
Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ toward God. Now that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious and engraved on stones so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect, because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, behold as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image by glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Here endeth the second lesson. Jubilate Deo. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God, it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We'll go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and give and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. For God may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who on the mount didst reveal to chosen witnesses thine only begotten Son, wonderfully transfigured, in raiment white and glistening, mercifully grant that we, being delivered from the disquietude of this world, may be permitted to behold the King in his beauty, who with thee, O Father, and thee, O Holy Ghost, liveth and reigneth one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in whom knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning. To mark the Feast of the Transfiguration, we heard the prayer book calling for the feast. This feast was not something celebrated in the English church when the Episcopal Church broke from England in 1789. But this collect is an American collect, <clears throat> first prayed in the 1892 Book of Common Prayer. Today's feast reco recalls when Peter, James, and John went up on the mountain with Jesus to witness direct evidence of the divinity of Christ. There are three main parts of the gospel episode. First, the appearance of Jesus was transfigured when his face shone like the sun and his clothing was dazzling white. Second, Jesus talked with Moses and Elijah, two leaders of Israel whose place in history would have been undisputed in first century Judea. Finally, God tells the three disciples, this is my beloved son, echoing the endorsement he made when Jesus was baptized. The transfiguration appears in the three synoptic gospels. Matthew 17, Mark 9, and Luke 9, in nearly identical accounts. In the Mass today at St. Thomas and tomorrow at St. Matthew's, the Gospel will be from Luke. Luke has one small detail in verse 9, linking the transfiguration to Jesus' impending death when it says, Moses and Elijah spoke of his departure, which he, Jesus, was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Our psalm references such personal intimacy with God, including this famous verse. One thing I have desired of the Lord, which I will require, even that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to visit his temple. As we observe this feast last night and today, the daily office has three Old Testament passages that highlight specific examples of how Moses and Elijah personally met with God. Last night, our Old Testament, lesson, Old Testament lesson was about Elijah in a passage from the first book of Kings. After having just executed the prophets of Baal 
Elijah is, is in a cave hiding from King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. God sends an angel to feed Elijah, talks to Elijah, and passes by in front of Elijah. Today, the Old Testament readings are about Moses meeting God. In the Old Testament, Moses meets with God more than any other leader of Israel before or since. This morning, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai to get a second set of the stone tablets after he broke the first set. As a sign to the Israelites of how powerful their God is, the face of Moses shines afterwards, and his radiant face, um, and he veils his face before the people of Israel. Tonight, the passage from Exodus 24 is when Moses goes up to Mount Sinai to get the first copy of the Ten Commandments. God's present is in the cloud on the top of the mountain, and Moses spends nearly a week on the mountain before God finally calls to him. Meanwhile, in the New Testament, last night and this morning, we have two passages from Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth. Father Hayden said in his meditation, in last night's reading from the fourth chapter, Paul is telling the Corinthians that in the face of Jesus is the last word on who God is. He is the image of the invisible God. In the face of Christ is the invisible glory of God. If that chapter of Paul's letter says that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of God's purposes for his people, this morning, chapter 3 is setting up the promise that is fulfilled by Jesus. It points back to the promised new covenant that was revealed by the prophet Jeremiah, just as Judah is about to be dragged off into the Babylonian exile. The last 12 verses of our New Testament reading this morning ties to get things together with the Moses readings. Paul links the promise of the new covenant given by the Holy Spirit and how they are much greater and more enduring than those of the old covenant of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. Verses 7 to 8, Paul says, But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? And in verses 14 to 16, Paul explains why the veil of Moses in the Old Covenant has been abolished in the New Covenant. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So it's frequently true in his letters, here Paul explains how both the Old Covenant is completed in Christ, but how that fulfillment is good news that is so much better for God's people than the Old Covenant. We now resume on page 18 of the prayer book. O God, creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy Father to goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants, we give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all our glory, world without end. Amen. O Almighty God, look mercifully upon the world which thou hast redeemed by the blood of thy dear Son, and incline the hearts of many to dedicate themselves to the sacred ministry of thy church, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you to Britt and Carl who've returned to our Saturday morning ministry for their help. Thank you. Wonderful meditation. Yeah, Thank I was going to say the same. The meditation is great, Joel. Thank you. Thank you all. Have a good day.